Hello. 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 Um, welcome along to Fox Force 5 listeners. It's uh, wonderful to have you here. I'm Kelly Crichton. And um, I'm Nicola Murphy. Hello, everybody. Hello. hello. <laughs> <laughs> we are delighted to be back in what is now a pitch dark black evening time, which is uh, so depressing. Yeah, and I forgot the clocks are going back. Uh, Halloween morning. Oh. So, well, I don't really mind like the mornings because they're black now anyway so <laughs> mm. they get light for a while again then don't they oh no no the evenings get longer oh yeah this one isn't that bad it's the spring one that's worse I think yeah anyway it's just so dark I got up this morning it was dark when I got up this morning fully black fully pitch black at 7 o'clock so yeah. Scotland is darker than Ireland it is, is way darker they're further north mm. I suppose so mm-hmm. yeah so that, that was a bad move then uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> how have you been anyway? What's been happening? Uh, uh, all good now. Uh, yeah, all good. It's really warm here in Ireland. It was the same in Scotland. It's like mm. 18 degrees. And mm. so like you're trying to dress all nice and chic autumnal and then you're just sweating balls because it's so hot <laughs> all the time that mm. you can't adjust. So it's really horrible. Um, I nearly prefer if it was really cold. <laughs> now, my yeah. gas bills would be a different story. <laughs> but uh, saying that, I would nearly prefer to be a bit colder but all is good um, I have a grown up story to tell you one last story but uh, purchase you know I, I I know how our some of our listeners really appreciate a <laughs> rent to purchase rent <laughs> but um, so my lovely buddy Shane recently bought a house and he's done it all up and he purchased a Dyson one of these glorious Dysons <gasps> you know stop the so lights I was always I always want to win these because I don't mind hoovering right and as somebody who has bad chest you know with dust I need to hoover probably more than I do and I really really yeah. hated our hoover it was like this well you don't have many carpets though you're all that's all upstairs but like that's where yeah. you kind of need it to be less mm. dusty you know when you're sleeping and stuff so um, anyway so I was using his he had gotten a good deal on one what do you mean you were using his did you go and borrow the Dyson no in his house like it's in oh. his house I was like oh a Dyson let me give it a go and I was there using it all around his house and stuff to like see how it felt you know because I've never even mm. used one mm. anyway I may have been persuaded to purchase one I get away it, yeah now it was Did like you? nearly 200 quid down as in like it was reduced by nearly 200 how much was it in total 299 but I got oh, that's um, not too bad. I would have thought about 400, yeah. Yeah, and look, I actually got a little COVID bonus for working through COVID from work, so that'll cover oh. <laughs> So COVID was good for something, thank God. <laughs> this is my yeah. COVID bonus purchase. Um, so, yes, I bought it. It's the Dyson V8 Animal. Now, obviously, we don't have animals currently, but in the future... Well, sure, sure is a bit of an animal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and 12-year-olds, so, you know. Um, but, yes, in the future... Um, we've an animal it will do the job it is glorious Kelly oh my oh. god I spent hours hoovering my entire house the other day and <laughs> it is I feel like a new woman it's like oh, oh you want to hoover this tiny thing oh just whip it out oh, just whip out your dice I'll just there. whip it out whip it out <laughs> I'll tell you that it's funny you're talking about that now because uh, 10 days ago Stuart and I were supposed to be going to see Genesis in Glasgow oh my god I forgot about that did you not go 
uh, it was cancelled. They had a two night oh, run oh. and the first night went ahead on a Thursday and then it got cancelled on the Friday. And to be honest with you, I was kind of glad because the tickets yeah. were so expensive. No, but expensive. I just went, weren't you worried about babysitters and stuff? Too, yeah, and Estelle had been sick that week and all that jazz. So anyway, um, so, so... You got the money back from the ticket. <laughs> so I came up to Stuart and I said, well, we'll be getting that ticket money back. And we're going to buy ourselves a Dyson. I was like, there, have I ever said anything more middle-aged in my whole life? I'm taking back my Genesis tickets to buy a Dyson. Uh-oh. Oh, loser. Um, but uh, yeah. Stuart was doing his homework then and he was saying that... The um, I want are very good. He, or the Miele ones. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I want one that has, you can take off the hand held bit because yeah. I, I'm useless like for like well, yeah. going down into the cupboard to pull out the hoover I just need it there and I can take yeah. it off and hoover you know and yeah. that's what I want primarily Stuart can do the back breaking hoovering whenever he wants you know well, no, um, nothing is back breaking with these Dyson hoovers like it's oh, just it's sounds amazing. and you just um, it, whip it out change the top whatever you want to do it's currently stored under our bed and you, char- <laughs> you charge it is it is it um Wireless, like yeah, to charge yeah, it, or charge it, and I think it's four to five minutes you get, but like that's pretty wow. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But sorry, tell me, so did you decide on one? No, not yet. No, it's it's in discussion, but it's definitely going to happen. Yeah, I, I was like, God, things times are bad when you're excited about buying a Hoover, but oh Jesus Christ, those children, the amount of crumbs they shed. Oh, okay, like, I'm telling you now, like you know, maybe I'll have to purchase this for you for Christmas because it's made my life so much better. <laughs> <laughs> it just really has, like you know. I just, I'm such an old woman thing to say, but the joy that Hoover has given me. It's I've got this stupid handheld thing that literally like, mm-hmm. it sucks up some stuff and then next thing a Cheerio will fall out of it or something. It's useless. <laughs> so well, I need to upgrade. Like, you have to keep, no, you do have to empty it and like the mat, it's small enough like the cylinder on it. But to be honest, I don't really mind that. I don't mm. know. Now, that might annoy some people, but it hasn't annoyed me yet. You know, if you do maybe one room, you'd have to empty the cylinder. The carpet oh. room. Now, if it was like Jesus, wooden floors, I probably after one quarter of the room, I'd probably have to empty it with my two. No, you'd animals. be surprised, like, but mm. um, and then with the the floors, like, you probably get way more because you know it's way less dust on wooden floors, and there would mm. be on like mm. carpeted floors. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's just my two cents. But I wouldn't have spent five hundred quid. Some people spend like five, six, seven hundred quid on them. Mm. I think that's insane, personally. But when mm. it was like this, the same offer was on the Dyson website itself. So we bought it from there because I felt like, oh, I'm going to get a warranty and all that jazz with it, you know. Maybe a bit less dodgy than Harvey Norman, you know, if something went wrong with it. But I would mm. recommend it. It definitely has given me joy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm, I, it's on my, definitely on my top top of my to, to get list, to get wish list. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I feel like it's, it was only yesterday that we were... Um, together what did I do at the weekend oh, I went to this cocktail thing I was telling oh, you about yeah, yeah it was kind of cool like it was jeez it was the most like normal times thing I've been to like where people Bad. now you had to be double vaccinated to go in you had to show mm. they've only just started using the vaccine passport over here that's gas since last weekend and you had to show that or you had to show proof of COVID immunity or whatever um, and but you know the atmosphere in there was so nice. It was mainly yeah. kind of groups of women. Yeah. Um. But in a- ages from like, oh my god, like seventeen or eighteen up to people in their fifties or sixties, nice. and lots of mixed group age groups. You know, and um, there was maybe. 
12 or 14 different Edinburgh bars had little pop-up bars in there and then there was a big kind of central bit with seats and a band was on and all that. Mm. And it was mad. So it was lovely. Um, but it was pouring rain. Oh my God. We got soaked on the way in, soaked on the way out, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, it was nice. Felt felt really normal. And I didn't feel particularly anxious or anything like that in there. Um, so that was positive. Like getting home at the moment is the biggest the pain year. for us. Yeah. There's a shortage of taxis. And then when the weather's bad, you can forget about it, you know. Yeah. So, like, I have turned into the person's like, well, if I go now, I can get a bus and I'll be safe enough on the bus because it's uh, before midnight. And, you know, it's yeah. this kind of carry on. Yeah. Um, because otherwise, like, there was one night there since we've been back that I walked for a good 40 minutes before I did hop on a yeah, bus. Yeah, it's like. the same problem in Cork at the moment. Mm. But they just changed it today now. I don't know if you heard about the Irish restrictions, but they're going to go back to normal pub opening hours. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a good move, I think, because it just, you're, it's a more gradual, you know, rather than everybody yeah. at one time. It's so dangerous. Like half 11 in Cork City is like bloody Times Square. It's mental yeah. busy, you know, yeah. so, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's great news actually that they are opening up. I know there's going to be restrictions to an extent still, but at least at least they're opening up. You know, you feel for all the people that have been in the entertainment industry that have been out um, of work for so long, and we've talked about it obviously before on the mm-hmm. podcast. Um, but sure, listen, let's get kicked off anyway because we have loads f- loads of five things to talk about. Fox Force Five, don't you know? Number one. One. So in Scotland at the moment, there's a load of work in talk on about a thing called COP26. Have you heard about this? No, it's something to do with the police and... No, I don't huh? no, 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 COP? it's... Yeah, COP26. It's a huge climate change conference oh. that's happening. Oh. Yeah, in Gla- <laughs> happening in Glasgow in a couple of weeks. And there's something like 25,000 people coming from all over the world for it, oh. including... Joe Biden and the Pope was Very supposed to be coming at one point, but he's not now, I don't think. But um, yeah, lots of very important people and big wigs and whatnot. And so there's an awful lot of talk, quite rightly, at the moment about um, sustainability. So this week we're talking Halloween and we're talking a sustainable Halloween, <laughs> my lovelies. How exciting. OK, so it might not be something that springs to mind when we think about Halloween, but there's a heck of a lot of decorations, costumes, sweets, pumpkins and paraphernalia when it comes to the spooky season. A study from UK environmentalist group Hubbub found that over two tonnes of plastic oh, comes from Halloween costumes alone. Wow. Sorry, what did I say? 2,000 tonnes? Two tonnes. Oh my God, 2,000 tonnes, sorry. Wow. Um, And there's the cost associated with it. Uh, I know I've forked out for Halloween stuff in the past and also felt a little bit dirty after it. Mm. Um, But here are some ways we can reduce our waste this Halloween and feel a little bit smug in helping save the planet. First up, costumes. So we've all gone a bit bananas for costumes in recent years and sure, why wouldn't you? Isn't it a great crack? Uh, and inevitably, these things get worn once and trashed and probably end up in a bin. So you can address, help address the issue by, and this heavy carbon footprint, um, and buy a, instead of buying a brand new costume, bring an old outfit back to life or back from the dead even. That's better crack um, as well. Way better crack. Yeah. Um, you could swap with a friend. You could get creative, look in your wardrobe. There's bound to be something there you can upcycle or downcycle, as the case may be. Uh, you can try local charity shops. I'm sure you'd find something interesting in there. Um, and worst case scenario, dump out the rubbish out of the bin, black bag, witch costume. You might be a bit smelly, but sure, witches are smelly. So it, <laughs> uh, it reminds me actually of a story about when we went, we went to Carnival in Rio 
10 years ago. Oh my God. But we met up, some of our friends were over from Scotland and we all went. It was honestly one of the most life affirming things I've ever done. It was amazing going to watch the um, parade in the Sambodrome. And we arrived kind of late at night. I mean, it goes on like all day, all night. It's crazy. I think we arrived around midnight and we got like cheap tickets on the gate or whatever. But we went the wrong way and we ended up at like the back of the stadium where what you could only call was the costume graveyard. Oh, wow. We had a field day. (laughs) (laughs) These massively elaborate costumes until finally someone came along and they were like, no, no, no. Whatever in Portuguese, like uh, you need to go around the other way to get in or whatever. So I'll try and dig out a photo and stick it up on social media. But um, oh, my God. And the amount of time and effort that they put into the costumes and the dances. It's incredible. It's all the Samba schools and they do amazing routines. And but you see these costumes and they just dump them. At the end, oh, oh my, my God. God, they were fabulous! Like Why fabulous. It's a bit weird, isn't it? Because it's kind of a competition, and there's no use for it once they've used. And now the night mm. we were there as well, it was raining, so they were a lot of them were wet and stuff. Yeah. But um, honestly, I would say to anyone, if you have any opportunity to go to Carnival in Rio, go absolutely outstanding, and go try on the <laughs> costumes <laughs> of the costume graveyard. Hopefully okay, it sorry. Happens again. It didn't happen this year or last no. year. No. Oh, last year it would have been. Probably not. Um, That was a bit of a tangent, sorry. So uh, uh, next up is decorations. Uh, Decorations have become a bigger thing in recent years. Um, It was very much an American thing when we were kids, I think. But um, it is now the second biggest event of the year for decorating after Crimbo. Uh, The best decorations are probably pumpkins. But try to ensure you buy ones that are grown locally and dispose of them in your composter once the festivities are done. Uh, You can make decorations from things you have at home. Um... Like old stockings can make um, fake spider webs and you can double up because uh, it's an activity for the kids, isn't it? Well, I'm just laughing at you. You're the most non-antique, you're the most non-artsy, crafty type of person. You're like, oh, oh yeah, you can make spiders from tights. I was actually thinking, how do you do that? Like, what are you going to do with a pair of tights to make them? You just pluck a big hole in them. But anyway, somebody more creative than me will do better. Um Actually, me and Stuart made a crocodile oh, costume for us recently. Yeah. So, yeah, no, you've changed me. Yeah, you've, you've changed, <laughs> you've changed. Um, but anyway, anyway, if you just let me finish what I was saying, there's plenty of tutorials online. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to bloody tell you how to do it. I'm not Mary McIndoo. <laughs> or oh, what was her uh, name? Mary, Ma- Mary from... Mm, I know, yeah, I can't remember her. Oh, God, Who was she I'm on? Was it on? The, it wasn't the day. It was uh, yeah. It was like a make and do thing. Yeah, yeah. that we used to watch. Or make and do. Mary make and do. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you want to buy decorations, the best option is to purchase good quality ones that you can be used year after year or yes. just like me, buy tat ones. They still last as well. Yeah, the crappy um, ones. We put them up on the door every year. Every month. Yeah, I've had five mine. Or six years I, now. Yeah, me too. And do you know what? They've gone into the same Sainsbury's bag <laughs> yeah. and I had to go up into the attic to find them during the week. But I managed, I can't believe it, I actually did find them. Um, right, next up is trick or treat. This is a difficult one with the COVID situation because kids come um, home with quite a haul after an evening of trick or treating. But those plastic wrappers have to go somewhere. So um, most people are welcome, who are welcoming trick or treaters will give out individually wrapped things for at the moment, I obviously. I know, especially because I was thinking about this because of COVID. And even today, yeah. I was like, I'm going to have to buy those little bags and put the little sweet because they're in an estate and it's always busy. Mm. And then, like, put the wrapped 
stuff into the pack and there's so much plastic. Well, do you know what? Actually, I have a suggestion here, which is you buy loose sweets and then paper oh. bags and you can just, and that's probably a hell of a lot cheaper, actually. Well, Kelly, now, um, you tell me, if I still came home with a bag full of a paper bag of sweets, would you let her eat it? No, you probably think, Ugh, yeah. yeah, you're right, you're right. I know mm. that's terrible because I am all about like... Maybe again... But you yeah. can recycle a lot of that plastic now. In Ireland, you can recycle a lot of soft plastic now. So. You can't hear, you know, it's terrible. You still <gasps> can't hear. Oh, no, bad. it goes into the main bin, the soft plastic. But um, I think in, in normal times, you know, that's yeah, all a good yeah. idea. But this year, you know. um, So, yeah, good for the planet. If you can be a little bit more sustainable with reducing that plastic rather than buying tons of multi-packs. Uh, and if you're sending out your precious killer clowns and toxic fairies to go trick-or-treating, <laughs> Uh, reusable tote bags or uh, green Ooh, alternative that's to good, actually. plastic bags yeah or little like you could still put the individual wraps of into little brown paper bags rather than plastic yeah. bags you know no that's what I meant yeah, brown yeah. paper bags yeah no but you know so, the way like you yeah you could put your packs of Haribo or whatever into a brown one yeah yeah maybe you right. could like put them in a brown paper bag and then put like um, a pharmacy cross on the front <laughs> so you sterilise them <laughs> I wore gloves. I wore gloves when I put these in. Um, (laughs) Next up is don't waste your pumpkins, pumpkin. Uh, When they're carving pumpkins, most people scoop out the inside and chuck it in the bin. Guilty. Uh, To lower food waste, roast the pumpkin with salt and pepper. You could make it, you can use it in breads, pies or muffins or some delicious spicy pumpkin soup. I'm going to maybe try to do that this year. Because it sounds appealing, it's doesn't it? It's a bit it? hard to do, though, because, like, you don't scrape out that much. I mean, like, you need to have a bit of thickness for, like, whatever you do with it, too. Yeah, to I don't know about that. Most of the time, I think you're only structure. scraping out all the gunk. Like. I think if you've got a massive pumpkin, Maybe, you would have yeah. stuff, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. So everyone buy massive pumpkins, right? Yeah. Okay. Mom did make um, um, pumpkin pie, she said, last week. I don't know what. Possessed her. Oh, I never asked her what went. pumpkin pie. Was the last thing I think for? She said it was shite. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. So I don't know. Does she even get a pumpkin out of it? A lantern, a jack-o'-lantern. You can also save the seeds, which apparently are delicious, roasted with a drizzle of oil, Mm -hmm. as well as making a much appreciated snack for the birdies. Um, Go forth and scare sustainable, my minions. Happy Halloween. Oh, very good. That was supposed to read, go forth and scare sustainably, my minions. Happy Halloween. (laughs) I wonder if there's going to be many like climate change kids this year seeing as it's probably the most terrifying thing anybody could dress as <laughs> yeah god terrible I don't even know if we have much does Estelle want to dress up like does she know oh, Estelle's going to be a witch this year oh, yeah she's decided um, so yeah we'll be making her a little witch costume over the next wee while and um, actually Nana gave her a witch's wig when she was here in September yeah, so. random yeah. <laughs> random but good at the same time so um, yeah she's just decided that's what she wants to be Effie will inevitably get, be getting some sort of hand-me-down costume from Estelle <laughs> probably I think there is maybe a uh, Goldilocks oh lovely I know that one very nice ready and waiting for her yeah blonde very wig good. and three little bears and all that so that should be funny <laughs> uh, especially with Effie's colouring so there you go and uh, that's good, number one you. so over to you Nicola number two two I forgot to talk about this last week so I said I would start off with it but it was the, so we went to see the new James Bond movie. In oh, yeah. Man. Now, we went to see it two weeks ago, but I forgot to talk about it last week. And uh, as somebody who was forced to watch many of the old James Bonds in the last few years, especially in lockdown, I think 2.0, mm. um, obviously, like you think James Bond and even the Daniel Craig ones, 
I would mostly think massive misogynist, like, you know, like the amount of women who die <laughs> in yeah. the James Bond movies or are like sexually assaulted or forced yeah. to have Used sex with Bond many yeah. times. Um, but in the newer ones, obviously, look, it's not that bad. I mean, still, there is a lot of that, I think. But obviously, look, Skyfall is a very good movie. But how can anybody resist James Bond? I know. That's the thing, isn't it? But um, obviously, look, Skyfall is kind of one removed, I'd say. It was a very good movie. There was kind of less of that in that one. But then the mm. others were a bit crap, in my opinion. That was probably the best one. And actually, I liked Casino Royale as well. Although that was still a bit like misogynist kind of sexist mm. stuff. But anywho, so... Uh, the No Time to Die, Daniel Craig's final James Bond. He obviously came up previously and said that he wanted to wrap it all up. Um, mm. And I think that the producer slash director were listening to the cries of many women about how they dislike the James Bond franchise. And uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge was brought in to write some of this. Mm. So mm-hmm. um, what I would say is you can absolutely tell that a woman's insight has been used in this movie. It is Good. completely different to all the others. Yeah. It lacks that whole like misogynist sexist tone to it and mm. it is brilliant really 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 enjoyed it i oh. would highly recommend anybody watch it um Dana craig is fierce in it he's brilliant and um, some of the like storylines are something you've never seen in bond before um obviously there's a whole like Bad guy, good guy, you know, obviously Bond trying to sort out what's going on, blah, blah, blah. It's the same as all of them, like, but this was much more mature Bond and uh, the story was, like, I was really invested in the story and, like, the outcome and all that. And, yeah, it was brilliant. Does Bond show some vulnerability? Very much so, yes. Now, Mm -hmm. I won't go into it, obviously, because I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but Mm -hmm. even the soundtrack's brilliant, so I really enjoyed it. But, um. Very much so the vulnerable character. And like I said, um, a big step away from the rest. So would really, really recommend it and definitely try to go see it in the cinema because it did look beautiful, mm. I have to say, in the cinema. And that's only the second movie mm-hmm. I've gone to see since the cinemas reopened. Mm. So, yeah, it was excellent. So that's True. my review. I don't want to go into it too much because, again, I don't want to spoil anything. And there are some big things that happen in it. But it yep. was absolutely excellent and uh, yeah, I'd love good, to go. good strong female characters in it actually which was I know there have been in other ones as well like we've had some you know amazing characters female characters but in this I felt like they weren't just to amuse Bond Take you know what I mean like they, yeah. were, they were strong female characters for the sake of being a strong female character not really to do a Bond you know so yeah. yeah so that was my first thing I wanted to talk about I haven't heard a bad review of it yet, actually, I mm. must say. Everyone I've met who's seen it said it was ace. Yeah, Very good. And obviously, Daniel Craig is looking lovely. He's lovely suits. And I love watching, like, because he's such a well-dressed man as a character, you know. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I love looking at all the stuff he wears and all that. So that was enjoyable also, watching him cool. for, like, three hours. It is very long. It's, like, three hours long, two hours yeah. five. So just bear that in mind. Uh, one of my friends actually went to see it at Mother and uh, Baby Club in the cinema. <laughs> I'm pretty sure and her baby lasted for like the three hours and had a peep out of him so the baby enjoyed band also but the other thing that I was going to talk about I haven't actually watched it yet but I know we're very excited about it and we probably won't go into it too much even after we do watch it but is Succession season (la
I know, I know. But um, it came out Sunday night, so I know you thought it was next week, but it was I thought this it was next Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Mm. Yeah, the first one came out this Sunday. I haven't actually watched it yet. We watched, we watched loads of stuff this week, I think as the weather has changed, but we watched, um, you know, that prequel movie, The Sopranos. It's like The Many oh, yeah. Saints of Newark. We watched that mm. over the weekend, so... I've never finished The Sopranos twice. I've watched it and always bowed out by the fifth season because it gets. Oh you God, know, we're so bad. We have lot. to watch it. But I'm yeah. back to it because we watched it up until like season four, but this time last year. So we started again from season five, and I'm going to finish it in the next month if it kills me. But yeah. uh, so we were a bit distracted by that. So I just want to get through that. So I'm not going to bother watching Succession yet, although I'm dying to watch it. But if people haven't watched it, again, uh, we're massive fans of this. And they are the most unlikable characters that you will ever witness in a TV show. And you're there like three, four episodes in and you're like, why do people enjoy this? These people are just the most disgusting human beings ever. And literally, you just don't know what people see in it. And then just something clicks and you love them all. And they all have brilliant sides to them. And Uh the story is amazing that develops. And yes, it's all very... Yeah, it's that thing of like... You get so invested in the thing, you know, and from episode to episode, your allegiances change and you're like Mm. back in somebody one week because it's for anyone who hasn't watched it. It's a family, a kind of dynasty, a a media dynasty of Mm. a family. And the father is getting to retirement age. He is Brian. Oh, what's his name? Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, And he... Oh God, you're going to have to look that up, Nicola. That's going to drive me nuts. Um, He's getting to retirement age and, you know, it's it's company's worth millions, billions, whatever. And the four kids... Brian Cox, Brian Cox, Brian Cox. Brian Cox. The four kids are um, vying to kind of take over the company. And then there's a couple of peripheral characters as well. Like there's a cousin that gets involved and then there's the kind of partners of the kids and that. Mm. And yeah, as I say, one week you're rooting for one of them and the next week you're rooting for the other one. And then they're just the most, as you say, unlikable characters. And it is one of those programmes which I always say is a good indicator of the quality of a programme is shouting at the TV. Yeah. You'd be shouting. Shouting mm. at the TV yeah, watching yeah. this. Like, it's, you can't help but react. And the last episode of the last series was just unbelievable. Um, so I can't wait. One of the best things I've watched it literally in years. That was my favourite thing yeah. this year, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And I suppose if people, again, to read, you know, sorry, it's all kind of about a power struggle with the company because the dad is quite old and it's kind of like, is he going to retire? who's going to take it from the family. So it's very much like family based as well. So you start to see mm. the dynamics within the family itself and the characters and they're brilliant. Um, a couple of actors I didn't know, but I've seen them in stuff since. So Jeremy Strong is, is Kendall, the oldest son, isn't he? And then uh, you also have Kieran Culkin, who's Macaulay Culkin's brother, who mm. uh, people, I don't know how people say it took them a while to realise that he is the image of him. Oh my God, <laughs> but he's, he's been in, around as long as Macaulay exactly, Culkin's been in, around. He's in like one of the home loans, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's actually his brother in it. Yeah. yeah. But um, so you recognize some of them. The <laughs> the, the brother in law is my favorite character, I have to say. Um, he's, he's married to Siobhan. Oh, he is brilliant. Is. That British yeah, actor. Yeah. yeah. What's his flipping um, name? Oh, he was in is it um, Matthew McFadden. Yes. Madden? Yes. Yeah. McFadden. Yeah. yeah. He is. Hilarious that yeah, character. He, like um, I mean, you love the way he plays him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really good. Um, 
Go and watch it, people. Was, sorry, I meant to say there. His original, people would know him from because he was in the newest version with uh, Kira Knightley in Pride and Prejudice. He was Mr. Darcy. Oh, so yeah. And he had a TV series um, where he was um, set in the Victorian era. Um, was, was it, it Ripper, Ripper Street? Street? Ripper Street. Ripper yeah, Street. Yeah. 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 So he was the main guy in that. Um but this it is, is so good different because he's half, it's half comic. This yeah. his character it is, is kind of comic. Like I'd say yeah. this is a, it's a kind of drama slash comedy, but like the way they describe it is like, it's a satirical comedy drama description. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and there's lots of like, oh, vicious people around the edges. Like what's her yeah. name? Jo- um, that amazing actress, the Australian actress was in it as well. The last series. Um, oh I must go back and rewatch them because I haven't actually. She won an Oscar. What's her name? Oh um, my god! Is she Australian or Kiwi? Uh, <laughs> we're trying to think of who she was in it. Who was she in it? What was her she character? was the other. She was she. She worked for another media company, and he brought her in to oh. advise, kind of thing. Or she was like an intermediary when they were trying to talk about selling, and then he brought her in and he shafted her. Remember. Yeah. Uh, I want to say Jo. It's not Jody. Jody something, but it's not Jody. It's not Dagmara. No. <laughs> she was in the piano. She was oh. in the piano. Oh. Okay, we've gotten like way it. off. Anyway, way but off. Um, stick with it. If you start watching it, and you don't like the first few episodes. That's that's understandable. That's what happens. <laughs> you have to just stick, keep going. The characters do get better. Not that they get better, like they're all horrible people, but you just start to love them. So <laughs> Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Is she in it? Yeah. Oh my she's God, Holly yeah. Hunter. Yeah. She's like an Oscar winning actress. She's yeah. So cool. Okay. Well, I have nothing much to add to TV this week. We've been finishing off Manhunt and I watched this thing called the Earthshot Awards at the weekend. Did you see them? The Princess William and Kate were at and all that was very interesting. It was like five awards that they gave out to basically companies that are doing great work in terms of climate change, addressing climate change and sustainability and that kind of thing. But it was mad because it was very international and like it was big profile, like Coldplay opened it, you know, and there was a very small audience. It was from... Alexander Palace in London. But um, just look it up. It's interesting. And the other thing we watched was Stand Up to Cancer on Friday night, oh, which left me in don't. bits. I haven't watched usual. it yet, so I'm... Oh, stop. Yeah, oh, God, there's a story about a mother and son. Oh, my God. It was like, just take my money. Here is my bank card. You can have it all. Oh, oh gosh, my God. No. Like, I, I actually love that Gaga box, although it's always heartbreaking because they have the sad stories. But, you know, about obviously families and survival and all that stuff. But, yeah, did some, did some new slips on. They had like Graham Norton and Michelle Visage were on. And God, who else was on? There was some good good new ones anyway. Um, and of course, some people I didn't recognise because I'm not done with the kids. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was our TV. So there you go. We move oh along. Number three. Three. So Fox of the Week this week turned 96. The mm-hmm. one, the only, someone who has been part of our lives since we could sit in front of a TV screen, Angela Lansbury. Oh, wow. Do you know, I was thinking about her recently because I saw a picture of her for something and I was like, is she alive or dead? And that's a terrible thing to say. She's alive. Yeah. <laughs> she's she turned 96 um, a couple of days ago. So she... Um, 
yeah, most people would know her from Murder, She Wrote, obviously, yes. but I will give you her Mrs. background. Um, yeah, Mrs. Potts. <laughs> Angela Bridget Lansbury was born on 16th of October 1925 in the London neighbourhood of Poplar. Um, her mother was Belfast-born Moya McGill, a stage actress, and her father was Edward Lansbury, a noted politician whose father, George, founded the Labour Party. What about that? Uh, wow. He died, actually, when she was nine years old. And uh, she, after staying in Ireland for a while, they, um, her and her sister were attending acting school. But in the middle of the German air attacks during the London Blitz, her mother uh, moved them and her younger brothers to uh, New York in 1940. Wow. Um, she received a scholarship to study drama at the Lucy Fagan School and her mother took a job with a Canadian production and in and instructed Lansbury to move to Los Angeles, where the fledgling actress worked in a department store before landing her debut film role. She appeared in 1944's Gaslight opposite Ingrid Bergman and Charles Boyer. Playing the housemaid Nancy, Lansbury held her own against the established stars and earned an Academy Award nomination. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. In her first big and her first wow. role. When she was 19, she was wed for a short time to fellow actor Richard Cromwell. He left the marriage mm. several months after their wedding and it was later, later revealed he was gay. Then in 1949, she married British actor Peter Shaw, who would go on to become her manager and launch a production company with her that would be heavily involved in Murder, She Wrote. The couple were together for more than five decades until Aww. he died. And they had two Aww. children. Oh, two God. children. You hear about people who get who stay together for that long. I like, know. Oh, Anthony and Deirdre. Lansbury landed major roles early on in her career, including that of Elizabeth Taylor's older sister in National Velvet and opposite Judy Garland and Sid Charisse in The Harvey Girls. She was often cast as supporting characters and, in fact, would be known for roles where she played figures considerably older than her real age, which is interesting because she does oh, look old. She does. You always think she's yeah, older. Yeah, yeah. Like in Murder, I mean, she rose. She, she thought she was she's an old woman. Yeah, yeah. But she was in, like, probably in her 40s, you know what I mean? <laughs> 50s. That's good. Um, Lansbury continued making films into the next decade, including The Manchurian Candidate, which brought her a third Academy Award wow. nomination for supporting actress. Other film appearances during the 60s included Blue Hawaii with Elvis, and a partially animated Disney movie musical, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Oh yes, of course. Playing Aww. the witch Mrs. Price. That's where we would have been. Lovely voice as first. well, actually, yeah. in that very sweet. Uh, amid difficulties in her personal life, she moved from California to Cork in 1970. Mad. I never knew that. She alternated between film, television, and the stage for years, finding success on the small screen screen in the mid 80s. Beginning in 1984, she played sleuth. Jessica Fletcher in the popular TV mystery <laughs> series Murder, She Wrote. As the diplomatic, kind and clever Fletcher, Lansbury earned Emmy Award nominations in the Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series category every year from 1985 to 1996, eventually taking over production duties for the show as well. Um, upon Shaw's death in, in 2003, Lansbury entered a period of depression. She eventually recovered, in part crediting her theatrical work and, to, and actress Emma Thompson, who provided Lansbury with the role of evil Aunt Adelaide in 2005's Nanny McPhee. After Murder, She Wrote ended, Lansbury appeared in television movies, including some Murder, She Wrote specials and feature films. She's also made TV guest appearances, including on Law & Order Special Victims Unit in 2005, which she got an Emmy nomination for as well. Um, 
And she's voiced several animated characters as well for films, including Beauty and the Beast in 1991, in which she, of course, voiced Mrs. Potts <laughs> and sang the tr- the title track Beauty and the Beast and Aww. Be Our Guest. Um, in 2014, she received an honorary Academy Award for her cinematic achievements. She never won an Oscar. Wow. Um, oh, and in 2014, sad. she was also made a Dame Commander of the Order of the British Empire. So she's Dame wow. Angela Rensbury. Um, in addition to her screen work, Lansbury is regarded as one of the most iconic stage performers of all time on both sides of the pond, winning multiple Tony Awards for her performances. In more recent times, she played the balloon lady in the 2018 movie Mary Poppins Returns, which I still haven't seen, actually. No, I started watching it one evening right with Lil and there's nothing happened when we turned it off, but I must mm. go back to it. She is a supporter of the Democratic Party, uh, describing herself as a Democratic from the ground up and the British Labour Party. Good woman, Angela. Throughout her career, Lansbury supported a variety of charities, particularly those such as Abused Wives in Crisis that combat domestic abuse and those who work towards rehabilitating drug users. In the 80s, she began to support a number of charities engaged in the fight against HIV and AIDS. She is recognised as the earliest surviving Academy Award nominee, and one of the last surviving stars from the golden age of Hollywood oh, cinema. Wow. And would you believe, shame to end on a negative note, but she has never won one of those Emmys. 18 nominations. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? That's weird. And you know, do you know, I have a weird Emmy story for you. You know as well, this year in the Emmys, you're one that plays, played the Queen in the last season, as in not the one we're currently on. Because that's Olivia Coleman. No, not Olivia Coleman. The one before Olivia Coleman. What's her name? The okay. younger queen. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell! What is her name? Let's look it up. She won an Emmy for a guest, a guest appearance in The Crown last year when she was in it for like five minutes. Yeah, it's <laughs> mad. Those guest appearance ones are a bit mad, aren't they? It's like she was in it for five minutes, and she was up against like these big like other people. It was so weird. She's a pure it, Irish name. What the heck is her name? It's almost like an award for picking the right thing to be in rather yeah, than I actually suppose. the worst. Yeah. But she weird. literally won. And like, I couldn't even, oh, Claire Foy, Claire Foy. Um, mm. I couldn't even like tell you what it was. I remember it was like a flashback scene. But she wouldn't mm. let me for it. <laughs> Mad. So weird. Angela Lansbury oh, has a very um, close place in my heart because we when we used to bunk off um, in college, college we used to go back to my friend Jennifer's house at lunchtime, and we'd be like, we just we just have lunch, and they'd be like, we we just stay and watch Murder She Wrote. Used to be on at like two o'clock or something. So yeah, rest your soul, Jennifer. We'd good old times, um, good old times watching <laughs> watching Murder She Wrote, eating massive um, rolls from the student union shop. Um, but yeah, good good memories. I actually watched an episode of Murder She Wrote. Where was I? Were you Basically in a hotel enough. or something? I feel like that's the only time I watch I it is when you been. might have a TV on in a hotel room. <laughs> I must have been in a hotel because where else would I have been in the middle of the day watching it? Where was I? Maybe when I drove back to Ireland that time. Maybe. Um, yeah. So. Um, but she is good in it. She's very good in it. Oh, yeah. And it's definitely one of those yeah. things that you could watch because the, the style from the 80s is yeah. just intriguing anyway, mm. you know. Um and I mean, they're total like painting by numbers. Like you totally know what's going to happen in the yeah. thing, but it's still kind of worth. But she watching comes across as such a lovely human, doesn't she? She seems like a yeah. nice person. Like you know, bless her. Ninety-six. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. Well done, Angela Lansbury. Long may she reign. Yeah. So there you go. Over to you, number four. 
going to talk about a lovely Irish comic this week because I haven't spoken about one in a while, actually. And I've gotten an awful lot of enjoyment of this guy in the last week. Um, do you know him, Sean Burke? He, no. no. He's kind of does ske- sketches and skits and stuff like that. And like I've seen loads of his stuff before and I follow him on Twitter and stuff and he's, you know, he's very funny. But last week he did one about every bank ad ever. And oh my mm. God, it was so on the nose. I actually oh, I thought saw, it was... <laughs> I saw it, but I didn't watch it. I saw the every bank or it was something about... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, you watch it. It is so is it funny. Good? Because there's been a lot of ads in Ireland I've seen in the last five years where it's like the same shite. It's like oh, the bank man comes into the house and looks at the mortgage paper and they all smile and then there's a it's all gonna sales be fine, line yeah. and then, you know, the dad like cuddles the son and it's all so cliche and it's all the mm. same crap and he basically takes the piss out of that and mm. oh my gosh, it was oh, he got something like, I mean when he put it up first, there was a few thousand views alright, and then I think by well now, it has 71,000 views, so he's really like broken uh the mold i'd say with this one because his opinion is mm. twitter and everything i'd say oh but he's actually sorry he's had 1.7 million views what? and uh 71.5 uh 71.5 thousand people have liked it 10,000 wow. comments 10,000 retweets and 540 comments so it wow. is hilarious a lot of people listening will probably have uh, watched it because it's just been everywhere it's gone really viral over the last week but he mm. has lots of funny stuff so go back and have a look at him so he what's is his handle sorry at Sean Burke show okay and he uh, <laughs> he's just very wishy now there's lots of don't have as many views up, to be honest I find just as hilarious and uh, fascinating like he also has this picture up from last week that I, I thought was so funny he's like my housemate spotted this on Facebook and now I want it more than anything in the world and it's basically like a hand drawn you know that very famous picture of the guy it's kind of it's kind of spooky it's kind of just a face and their face is like all wobbly and so but this is look I'm just showing it there in camera this is oh, yeah, Mr. The, yeah, the <laughs> Oh, hilarious. It's called The Scream, that painting. Yeah, Yeah. so it's uh, not just like, you know, funny videos and all that jazz, but he also just has very funny posts. So he's a gas man. He's worth a look. He's based in London. He's from Ireland. So he obviously can kind of... do with the sport the perspective of things over there but give mm-hmm. him a follow and some sport and like I said he is just very very wishy it's not just the videos it's just everything you write everything will give you a laugh so um, I am looking forward to um, I'm looking forward to watching it after our and it's the same the on his um, on Instagram his my brain is gone on Instagram his name is the same uh, Sean Burke show so make sure to check him out but he is a gas man and even does a skit about the new James Bond movie which I also had a good laugh at so um it's hard like when you're doing a podcast to describe other people's skits you know but go Mm -hmm. and check it out (laughs) that's kind of the whole point of number four though isn't it it's like just a little tip a little internet tip or whatever we had a quick chat actually on Friday night on WhatsApp about this insane rage that was taking place on Twitter over the new John Lewis ad. I don't know if people have seen it. So basically it's this ad where this uh, little fella is dressed up in like a dress and he's got makeup on and a tiara and all sorts. And he's like, fair enough, he's kind of rampaging through his house, but it's, he's singing along to like um, Stevie Nicks and it's just a great, like he's just living his best life, having the crack, you know, Okay, he's smashing up the place or whatever, but the ad is for house insurance, you know. Um, yeah. So, and oh my God, 
the people going nuts about it online. I just couldn't get over it. I, I was yeah, agog. I think maybe sometimes I protect myself from some of the rage on Twitter and stuff mm. because I just unfollow accounts that yeah. are nasty or where they generate a lot of hate or debate or whatever. Mm. I'm just like, nah, can't be bothered with this. But that night I went down a bit of a rabbit hole reading yeah, some of the comments. Cause I, <laughs> but you know why? Because I could not understand. I really couldn't fathom the, pr- the pr- their problem with yeah. it. And there was a variety of reactions from, you know, oh, you know, this, um, this is a boy wreaking havoc on a mother and a daughter because we only see his mother and his sister in the so piece silly. as well, you know, and it's like, oh, this is misogyny. And, um, and then there was other people saying, oh, so are you going to pay out when my child does this willfully and intentionally? And other people were saying, this is just a privileged brat. Look at the, you've obviously got loads of money and he's just privileged. He doesn't know how to behave himself. And I was just like, what? I know. It's, it's like fictional, you stuff. bloody lunatics. It's fictional. It's an ad. I mean, do you believe all the John Lewis ads? Have you yeah. seen the Christmas ads? <laughs> do we all go up to the fucking mm. moon or what? Like the total madness people yeah. lose their minds no a lot of it was as we were saying uh, homophobia just veiled as some other thing mm-hmm. you know but um, I just found it all mind numbing and disappointing and eventually I was like stop just stop reading stop reading yeah you and can't I, didn't. I just feel like you can't like I mean I totally get it because like you're like what is their problem so like you kind of go into looking at that but then you just see the most toxic human beings and like but twitter is so toxic like that's why you do have to be kind of careful with the stuff you follow yeah. and the stuff you avoid and all that like mm-hmm. but if but when you do go down those rabbit holes you genuinely like question life <laughs> and society and because it, it was mm-hmm. just an innocent dad now i enjoyed it and like the, the song and all that behind it is brilliant and i totally enjoyed it but maybe it's for people like us who are like I don't know, normal. <laughs> like, those, a lot of those people are just, it's like I said to you, they're just looking for something to be outraged about. And that's it. Absolutely. Like, you know? Absolutely. And like, it's pathetic. I kind of feel bad for them. Like if they're literally looking at a little kid, this gas ad where he's like loving his life and wrecking the house, but it's gas. And then thinking, oh, this is like misogynistic wrong. or whatever it may be. Or, so wrong. John Lewis, you animal. Oh, the downfall of humanity is coming because John Lewis made an ad about a little boy having fun. <laughs> Fucking They'll have to be just... really careful with their Christmas ad now, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that'll be done and dusted by now. I can't wait to see what that is. Um, oh, we're getting into Christmas ad territory. I know, I'm excited. Excited, I'm on. Excited, I'm on. Okay, so um, that was number four. Up next, number five. Five. Pretty brief this week, but entertaining nonetheless. The artist formerly known as Kanye West has officially changed his name following a successful legal application that was filed in August this year. Kanye has officially changed his name to Yee. The whole lot of it. He's just Yee now and no longer Kanye Omari West. The rapper had cited personal reasons for the motivation behind the name change and even hinted at it changing his name way back in 2018. In a tweet, he wrote, formerly known as Kanye West, I am Yee in capital letters. His mm. Twitter handle has also been Yee for quite a while and his eighth studio album from 2018 was titled Yee as well. Speaking to radio host Big Boy in 2018, he said, I believe Yee is the most commonly used word in the Bible. In the Bible, it means you. So I'm you and I'm us. It's us. Jesus Christ right yeah okay Um, it went from being Kanye which means only one to just ye just being a reflection of our good (laughs) our bad our confused everything it's more of a reflection of who we are as beings 
That's what he. That's how he but explained it. I mean, the it. poor man needs mental support. What like, a load you know, he's of obviously shit. off his blooming face. God love him. Like you know, like that Donda album. And remember, at the time, I was like, Kelly, listen to the Donda album. And you were like, No, I haven't had the time to do it. The first song is just Donda. Danda, 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 um, but anyway, ye apparently is an old fashioned poetic or religious word. Um, but he, <laughs> can you better come to Ireland? He'd be like, ye, ye. I know, yeah. He'd be there standing we'll there up. and he'd be like, How are ye? And then it's like, No, no, like you, you know, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry, how are you? No, sorry. How are you, can you? Sorry, can you? Not can you? Ye. Oh, ye. Sorry. How are you? Ye. <laughs> You lot. <laughs> oh God. Use. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Lord. So there you go. That that's the music news for this week. I said I'd keep it brief because uh, it's late in the day. Very and the babies need bathing. Um, <laughs> no, they don't. I'm kidding. Um, that's it. What's the POA for the next few days, Nick? An exciting midterm break for a lot of people? Yeah, yeah it's jazz weekend in Cork now, so we'll see. I'm not actually doing anything really in Cork. Uh, I'm going out for dinner on Friday with some of the girls, and that's it, really. We have a wedding on Sunday. My mom to mother to go to a wedding with her, so she's all excited. And um, other than that, that's it, really. Bank holiday here in Ireland, so you're missing out. That was another thing you picked up by moving back to the UK, you know, missing out on this good bank holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, it still gets it actually, lucky him. But um, I've actually oh, yeah. taken Monday off because we are going to Northumberland. Oh, yes, I forgot. Been. Oh, very good. Yeah, it's like uh, like Centre Parks, but way down, down, uh, downscale. <laughs> so um, we are, um, the place we're staying in is kind of like by the sea or whatever. And it's, I don't even really know. I think it's, it's kind of like a static caravan slash lodge type thing. I'm yeah. not sure. But anyway... My friend that I'm going with, Di, that we're all going with, Di and Woody and Kemi and co, um, sent me on an email from the management the last year that said, please remember to bring your wellies because a lot of oh, the areas wow. are waterlogged and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, this is going to be great oh, crack. Oh my gosh, that'll be great. Um, it's nice to get out of the city and, for a few And days. don't park on the grass because we'll have to tow you out and we charge for towing. <laughs> Oh my God, I love it. At least they're kind of setting all the ground rules before you get there. Expectations. It's nice to get out of the city and get some country air. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Exactly. And just change scenery. It was just for three nights. So looking forward to it. So, but we will be back on Tuesday with five things that you motherfuckers need to know. Sorry. Make sure to uh, share. We love you. I love you. I love tell you. people how wonderful it is. And uh, yes, so we will chat more next week. Chat some more love. tonight next week. And <laughs> Kelly, am I going to keep my my uh, stay? What did I say last week? <laughs> stay, stay, Foxy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we might have to get rid of it. Stay, Foxy. Anyway, yeah. for the moment, well, stay, we, Foxy. Why don't we determine whether we keep her or not? <laughs> uh, I, I say keep it. Keep it for now, anyway. Um. Okay. Bye, gang. Thanks very Bye. much. Bye.